Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Full Press Packers Pod, part of Full Press Coverage. My name is Kyle Senra, and joining me is my co-host, Jesse Hall. How you doing, Jesse? Hey, Kyle, I'm doing pretty good, and it's been a long damn time since we could say Happy Victory Monday. Yes, uh, by beating the Dallas Cowboys 31-28 to in overtime, the Packers avoided the longest losing streak in my lifetime. Uh, we had talked about in the previous episode, they, they had, you know, they were on a five-game losing streak up before this game, and uh, that matched a five-game losing streak in Rodgers' rookie season, and Brett Favre had one in 2004, the four-win season he was part of. But uh, if they had lost this this uh, th- this game, it would have been the longest losing streak since 1988 inside of a single season. They lost seven straight during that season. I think there's another point where they had lost seven straight games over the end of one season, beginning of the next. But a seven-game losing streak during 88 is still, you know, they still haven't had a, a losing streak longer than that since then. But that's good. It's good to avoid it. And yeah, victory against the Cowboys. So uh, what were your thoughts about the win, Jesse? Uh, finally, this team... Uh play con- complimentary football. Was it the prettiest thing in the world? No, but you actually saw a team out there this game. Uh, they faced some adversity. They, they, they kept together uh, great game plan from all levels. It was just a, well, it, it was, they were a unit again. It was nice to see everybody was basically for the most part on the same page. Of course. So yeah, again, Dallas is a good football team. Um, it could have, could have been real ugly. It could have got even uglier after we got down 14. But this team uh, stuck together and pulled through. It, it was fun to watch and see a heartbeat from this team again. It seems like every game there was that one thing that went wrong and suddenly the whole game plan 
just went, you know, completely collapsed and the confidence, especially in the offense, just didn't exist, uh, you know, against the Vikings. And I, I know they pointed out in this game, Christian Watson, you know, he had three touchdowns and they kept after his first one, they of course played the, the play in Minnesota, but it was such a pivotal play that the first play of scrimmage for the Packers, a, a, a deep, what could have been touchdown is dropped. Right. And see like that just nullified the offense. Uh, the Washington game, I think it was, it wasn't even on offense. It was the Amari Rogers fumble on special teams, which again, that happened again, the Cowboys, maybe Amari Rogers shouldn't be returning punts. Maybe Amari Rogers shouldn't be on this team. Oh, well, uh, they don't really have a choice at this point, but uh, like that was the thing that kicked it off. And, and that was, that one really concerned me because up to that point, everything that kind of uh, one game was a fumble. I think it was an Aaron Jones fumble or an AJ Dillon fumble. One of the running backs fumbled and that really turned the momentum in, in that game. Was that the giants game? I believe in London, uh, the jets yeah. game, there really was no moment. They just, they never win that game, but up until that washing game everything of those that one thing that went wrong and nullified the offense completely the rest of the game happened on offense what was concerning about the washing game was that it was a special teams play so uh that seems like the packers avoided that like not, there wasn't one thing that derailed the whole game plan for them on offense yeah and, and and there was blunders i mean christian watson dropped two passes on the first drive of the game and like here we go again um, kudos to Aaron Rodgers to keep feeding the kid and, and, and supporting him because we all know Rodgers in the history with them. You drop a ball early, you're probably not going to see one. Granted, he didn't have a lot of options, but the game plan obviously was to run the ball and get Christian Watson involved. And for him to come back and make some plays after early drops, uh, it was awesome. Um, the physical tools are there. I mean, they couldn't cover him. He was the fastest guy in the field. Uh, as far as when we were on def- on offense, he was the fastest guy on the field, uh, and, and, and he showed it. They they could not keep up with him. Some things still concerning. It seems like he gets open really well, and that's going to be that's going to earn Rogers' trust. If you can consistently get open, like you said, just with him, a lot of it's his sheer speed. So they're use- they're also smart on the floor to design routes that'll best utilize his skill set in order to to get open. But even some of those touchdowns, he's still kind of body catching them and not like hands catching like Romeo Dubs would, which shows maybe why Rodgers had more confidence in Dubs from the get-go. So Watson still kind of has to work on that, but at least he can, you know, he can mostly make those catches, but it does seem very MVS-ish where it's, okay, yeah, this three-touchdown game came, but you mentioned some drops still. Maybe shouldn't not expect to have drops in the next game either, so... Some muted optimism, we'll say about Christian Watson. Yeah, I mean, there, there's still stuff he needs to clean up, but the physical tools are there, and <laughs> we'll take it. You know, with the with the two young guys, it, a lot of MVS, like you said, to his game. But I, I don't know, the athletic traits are just mind-boggling. I don't think MVS moved side to side like this kid does. Um, yeah, it was good to see. You know, uh, you when you look at that injury report coming into this game, it. I mean, let's let's be honest. It's like, oh, just just try to keep it close. Was 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 the hope? And Green Bay kept it close and came out with a win when it could have been ugly. I mean, I think a lot of us thought it was going to be ugly. Do you think Matt Lafleur outcoached Mike McCarthy? Oh, easy. <laughs> Mike McCarthy uh, did some pretty boneheaded stuff late in that game, but yeah, I I think Matt Lafleur outcoached him. Um, Matt Lafleur did great, and, and Rodgers even got on Matt Lafleur not running the ball one time you know in the late in the game he was pissed because we weren't didn't run the football on a fourth down um i i I like to see that fire um it it was a great game plan you know we gave up yardage but the team came together but we moved the ball well 
I think I think we kind of established the identity going forward. Uh, we're going to run the ball. Goal should be to run for about 200 yards, and if you can get some shot plays in there with Christian Watson or whoever, take them. So uh, I, I like the approach. It's funny because when that was happening, I was I was thinking, man, the last time I saw Aaron Rodgers actually yell at his head coach on the sideline that much, Mike McCarthy was also in the building. It just he was on the Packers sideline in, in Lambeau. Um, probably was that game where he, after you know, the, against the Cardinals they lost, and then he got fired immediately after. But probably that game. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, it didn't. It's interesting, yeah. That uh, just that that dynamic of it. it again, maybe it took McCarthy coming back to kind of okay, let's really stick it to him uh, in order to to galvanize this team. But uh, we could get to right at the end. So I mean, it's you know you can maybe question Matt Lafleur's decision, the play call uh, in at the end of regulation. But certainly the the coaching call that would be most questioned is in overtime. The Cowboys in field goal range decide to go for it on fourth, and it, it wasn't even a fourth and one. It was like a fourth and four. And it's funny because when it was happening, I was thinking, oh, yeah, this is classic McCarthy. Just go up to the line and then call the timeout. And when uh, it's not Travis Fedrick anymore, whoever the Cowboys center is, when he snapped the ball, I, I audibly said, he actually snapped it. I can't believe it. This this is happening uh, because and, and this is this wasn't lost at me at all. But someone in uh, one of my group chats had mentioned this as well after the game. Ironically. McCarthy was fired in Green Bay primarily because of his lack of aggressiveness and you know, it kind of burned him here. Uh, they didn't convert. Packers took over and they won it with a field goal instead of, you know, kicking the field goal and kind of forcing the Packers into a tough decision. Do they kick for the tie or do they try and win it in a touchdown and maybe risk it there? So it kind of took the risk out of the Packers' hands and they could just easily get into field goal range and, and win the game. Yeah, I mean, thanks, Coach Coach McCarthy. Um, I, I was right. Final parting gift for, for all those, <laughs> right. those years. Thank you. I got, yeah, you're right. We should appreciate it more. Right. Uh, and I, I'm with you. I was thinking the same thing. Like, There's no way they're going to snap this football. No way. And when they did, I was like, I, my jaw dropped, you know, um, I was baffled. And then of course, you know, the next fear was, well, of course, you know, typical fa- Packers fa- fashion, they're going to give up, you know, 12 yards, but they didn't. So thank God um, we'll take it. Uh, there, there's no apologizing, especially at this point. And in green Bay, really you, just being honest, they played, they played great. Yeah. Not great, but they, they matched up well. Um, you know, Dallas is a good football team. This is a signature win. Uh, you know, we made plays when, when they need to be made. You know, it just – they got it done when, when they needed to get it done. Jonathan Ford, I mean, Rudy Ford. <laughs> we were doing the Rudy chants, you know, bring back that movie. But um, I think it kind of shows that, Savage, you need to stay in the slot because th- this kid is making plays in your spot at safety. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So with the win, the Packers improved to four and six. Funny that they're improving to four and six, but it is what it is. It's a win. Hopefully they can, as you always say, Jesse, stack successes. Two games this week, technically, as they have a Thursday night game up here against the Tennessee Titans. Talked about this when the schedule was first released in that 
there'd be some tough stretches to the schedule. And I mean, frankly, from here on out, it's tough teams no matter what. Uh, but it's an easy stretch in that it's a Sunday and then Thursday game, but both are at home. So a lack of travel between them maybe eases that lack of rest. So just fortunate how it kind of turned there because we've seen it before where the Packers have to travel on the road on a Thursday night uh, last year to the Cardinals, although that was fun because they ended up getting the win anyway. But uh, yeah, so bringing the Titans and interesting enough, Jesse, I was looking at uh, the uh, the lines, uh, just uh, the odds makers dropped the lines for the week. And I was actually a little surprised that the Packers were favored against the Titans who are leading their division. I mean, they're, what's their record? They're, they're, they've got to be seven and two six and three like they're, they're doing really good sorry i'll check that for a second should have done that before but but i was a little surprised the packers were two and a half point favorites even though it is at home again on the thursday but i don't know what what are your uh just initial thoughts going into this game uh I, i'm fine with, with with that you know home game so you figure three points so it is kind of kind of saying you know titans are a are favored a little bit they're they're a weird team to to really judge um, th- their offense doesn't score a lot of points, kind of like we have been. Uh, they really, the only weapon that really scares you is the running game, right? Uh, it's Henry and you got to, you got to force this team to throw the football on you. Uh, what they've had 17 points and how many games, like they, they have a hard time breaking 20 points for sure, which we, we have too, you know, to be fair, but uh, yeah, just looking at it right now, they have three games in a row of 17 points. And then a 19, and then they finally were over 20 against the Commanders. But, but um, never more than 24 against the Raiders right. and the Colts. They scored 24. That's the most they've scored all season. Uh, yeah, now, and, and the fewest they've scored like is seven. Coach. Again, it was against the Bills. So they, they're, they're kind of in this comfortable range. You kind of expect them to score between 17 and 25 points. Um, can the Packers yeah. outdo that? And it seems like they like close games. No matter who they play outside of the Bills, they're in every ball game. So is, is that good or bad? Do they play to their opponents? Uh, I don't know. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't seen a lot of their games this year, but they they have a sound defense. They have a good head coach who breeds toughness um, and they run the football. So it, it, it should be a good cold weather and Thursday nights are always weird. So th- you can throw the records and everything out. Know what to expect. Uh, stop the run. Stop the run. We're going to be okay. Well, speaking of the records, I just checked it up. Yeah, they're six and three. Uh, they'd be the three or four seed. The Ravens are also six and three. I'm not sure how the tiebreakers would go there, but if the playoffs ended today, they would obviously uh, be winning their division, hosting a wild card game. But uh, yeah, I mean, they were the number one seed last year, so we we should expect this from the Titans. I mean, my preseason prediction was that they were going to win the South again. Uh, it seems like that's probably going to come true. So we, we know this is this is a playoff team. So much like the we expect the Cowboys to be a playoff team as well. They were the case last year expected to be the case this year. Again, another measuring stick, another tough opponent with a winning record and the Packers not going to quite be able to get to 500, but get a lot closer to 500 with the win. So uh, as you mentioned it offensively, just really worried about Derrick Henry and defensively, you're really worried. That's where you're really worried about the team, but it's funny how very similarly constructed the Packers are where the strongest unit probably is the defense now we've talked about this has been a matchup that the Packers have had the last couple of seasons. I think this year it's just the uh, conference crossover. The they were both the number one seed last year in the conference, so they'll play each other. That's what this game is about. And because uh, I guess last year that game was in Kansas City, so the Packers got the road game last year, the home game this year with that crossover game. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Henry for sure 
can be a threat, but the Packers in the past have bottled him up these last couple meetings. It's been almost surprising how he hasn't exploded for great production, even when the run defense wasn't great. Now, at times, the run defense can be problematic for the Packers, so still look out for that, but uh, have liked how they've handled him in the past. They don't have Devondre Campbell. That's probably one of the biggest pieces they're missing for that, however. Yeah, big time. Got to win in the trenches. I, I know I say it every week. It's a broken record, but you got to win in the trenches. Um, Quay Walker showed some bright spots last week with McDuffie out there also, uh, and also showed some blunders where he took bad angles. But yeah, just just win in the win in the trenches and man, you know, load the box and man up on their receivers. You know, make the receivers have to beat you. There's really no receiver on this team that should really be scary. Not to say that they're not talented. Of course, they're in the NFL. But but they're they're not they're not alphas like some of the other ones we've seen. So I, I like our chances. Again, they don't score a lot of points. Um, <laughs> don't give up the big play or long drives, and I, I think we'll be okay. Their defense. Um, Simmons didn't play last week. That that guy's a monster. He's he's one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Uh, but the old line's been holding up really well. Uh, I, I think we're okay. I think it's gonna it's, it's gonna be a tough game. Again, I do not like Thursday night games, but but I like I like the team that we're playing. Even if they, they are good, like you said, they're they're gonna probably win that division. It's not the best division in football, but it, it's still you got to win each week, right? So and that's what Green Bay needs to do. So uh, I, I'm feeling a lot better about this game than than the one that we just won. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah. Speaking of the receivers, I mean, is Traylon Burks as a rookie the best receiver, and he's missed half the season with injury, right? And so he's still kind of working his way back. Uh, you've got Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook, Akeen, the tight end, Austin Hooper. I mean, that's not necessarily, I mean, maybe the, the next biggest contributor is another rookie in Kyle Phillips. So not really the the most confidence in that. And actually, one, one thing I did want to mention about the Cowboys game, uh, C.D. Lamb did have a, quite a performance. Was it over 150 yards, I believe? Yeah, two touchdowns. Yeah, just big plays. Um, yeah, 11 catches uh, right around a buck 50. I think it was right at 150. I think you're that, right. Doesn't this remind, this reminds me anyway of, the Amari Cooper game where he, I think he had like 200 yards against the Packers, but green Bay still ended up winning. I think Aaron Jones had four touchdowns in that game. So yep. it, it was okay. You could still allow the big production, but win anyway. And it seems like the Cowboys are the uh, big curse of that. As you mentioned, it's not a big threat. So the, the idea is Henry could still have a big game and they may not score more. They may not get to, to, to 20 points. Like he could have a, you know, 150 yard rushing game, only a one touchdown. They, they, they struggle to score 20, the Packers could still win that. So that's, I think, uh, what we need to look out for. Yeah, the big thing, win the turnover battle. Uh, and I'm with you back to your point. It'll probably be the last time I talk about it. If Amari Rodgers catch another punt in Green Bay, I'm calling conspiracy theory because that man should never catch another punt in a Green, Green Bay jersey. Again, he's awful. Let Nixon go back there. He actually looked really good and explosive. Go with Nixon and win the turnover battle, and hopefully we'll have another, we'll have a victory Friday, hopefully, this week. To me, though, the problem is, it seems like if Nixon's your returner, you're missing Nixon as a coverage guy for your returner. And that's why, <laughs> that's why, but that's why I think he hasn't gotten the first chance. Right. They've liked him so much to help out the returners, but if, again, if the returner is just going to fumble the football, you're not making, taking advantage of that anyway. Uh, I guess, honestly, the problem with Amari Rogers, frankly, is, if he's not returning punts, he has no use on the team. They really don't want to use him on offense unless it's a break glass in case of emergency. And yep. so why even have him on the team? But you have to because it's a cheap rookie contract. You, you bought into it and you still have a couple years left. Or I guess, yeah, 
Well, yeah, this will be year three, I suppose, right? Or is this year two? Right. Two. You're, unfortunately, year two, but it feels like a lifetime. I'm with you. Okay, he wasn't – no, Jordan Love – it wasn't the Jordan Love year. That was DeGuara yeah. in the third round. Uh, right. Hey, more, more, at least Aguara can contribute on offense. Um, but yeah, great <laughs> third round picks, but yeah, so it's, yeah, you're, you're, you're not even halfway through his rookie contract. So you almost feel like he's on this team and they have yeah. to kind of figure out his role and replace him next year. Uh, but for now, I mean, he's going to have to do something to, unless they make him the healthy scratch every game, if they've got other players they can put in and fill roles and just to help you scratch him the rest of the season, which I don't think we'd be upset about, but I, you know, they, they, they haven't, they've invested in him. They have to use him somehow. Right. And I'd imagine they'd rather use him on special teams than on, on offense. Clearly. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I healthy scratch. sounds great to me. Let Kylan Hill, which I know that's where he got injured, but so, someone, anyone, I don't care. I don't care if you don't even field, put anybody back there on a punt and just let it bounce around for two days. I don't care. It's better than a guy that every time he touches the ball, it, it could be awful. Yeah, just try and block every punt. That's what you got to do. Just send twelve, <laughs> right. uh, send eleven guys to block, and doesn't matter about a returner. That's that's the the, <laughs> the the secret. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that's where we're at. <laughs> so, but don't, um, yeah, don't run into the, the punter while they're doing it and take penalties every time. Right, but yeah, just win the turnover battle and and don't have blunders on special teams, and I think we'll be okay. Now, if the Packers can beat the Titans, it doesn't necessarily give them an in-conference win to kind of, obviously a win helps their own sites. But when you, you know, at this point, the win against Dallas can almost be counted twice because, you know, the Vikings won again. The Vikings are eight and one. At this point, it's becoming like increasingly difficult to foresee the Packers winning the division. So any path to the playoffs probably goes through the wild card. So the Cowboys who in their division, I mean, they've got an eight win team in their division you know, that's probably a prime wild card team that they're potentially competing against right now, third in their division, actually. So it, it, that might be a, a team they're chasing. So getting that win, we've talked about like, that's kind of brought up with division wins. It almost counts as two wins at this point, any NFC win, I think counts double for the Packers. So while that isn't quite the case against the Titans, I think they still have to come out and win this game. It's very important. Just got to win that. That's it. Like you said, you, you might get three playoff teams out of the NFC East. They'll be fighting for that last spot. Um, hopefully Seattle falls off a cliff and uh, nobody in the South outside of who wins that division worries me, but, uh, yeah, it's, you just got to win that. That's it. Find a way, find a way. And one last thing, and, and didn't necessarily want to judge on this too much, but are, like are a bunch of people like really concerned about Pat uh, Rogers yelling at LaFleur right, right at the end of regulation or, or is it, you know, everything is brushed off because they won. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. The winning matter, winning changes things, right? Yeah, just win, whatever your case. Because I was watching the you know the CFL playoffs this weekend, and in the East final, uh, quarterback Lakeau Bethel Thompson of Toronto, uh, the coach didn't challenge a play, and he was like furiously yelling at him, like walking away, coming back, like it kept going, like much like more aggressive and longer than Rogers did with Lafleur to the point where I don't know if it's a quarterback coach or one of the assistant coaches kind of came up to Bethel Thompson and like got in the quarterback's face and was kind of like pushing him back. And like, they started shouting, getting at it. And, and at, at this point in the game, it was really close uh, one score game. And it was like, Oh my God, is this team unraveling? They kind of did that last year in the East final that they were hosting. So it's like, Oh man, deja vu. They're going to repeat. And then they, it, I don't know. It, they the, the rest of the team almost kind of ignored it. They went and they played and they got a big lead before halftime and then never looked back from there. So it 
it, you know, all, all, you know, through the win, I don't think many people are talking about it, but I remember thinking that like, okay, if, if they lose it's, it'd be magnified. And I'm sure if the, the Packers lost, we'd be talking about that nonstop about oh, how wide to right. yell at the floor. But, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, like you mentioned, winning fixes everything. So hopefully they can fix this season and start winning some games here. Right. Uh, yep. Winning, winning covers up a lot of issues, but and to his defense there, um, I don't know. I, I get the heat of the moment on that one, but he, he was actually arguing instead of putting the ball in his hands, why are we not running it here? You know? So um, I think they well, both I, did it. I totally agree with Rogers logical yep. thinking of if what they were going to do is just punt anyway, you may as run well punt. just run the clock out and not give Dallas the chance to throw a couple hail Marys. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. nothing came of it. They went to overtime anyway, but it, I think Dallas ran one play and then kneeled down because it didn't really go anywhere. I think so. It, you know, it, but it, it, you know, that one play goes somewhere. It might be, but you second guess it, but it, it just, it seemed like it was why take the unnecessary hit. And yeah, some seconds came off on the pass. He rolled out, but then he ultimately just instead of taking a sack threw it out of bounds and they, the clock stops. Right. I think that was maybe his thinking of suppose he could have like Rogers could have maybe tried to dive for like a, a, a a gain or something or not maybe even a loss or something just take a sack without getting hurt but you don't really want to get hurt especially with the thumb so uh yeah that was just it did seem a little unorganized of a sequence but if that's one sequence in the game to what again you were mentioning was you thought a really well coached game which we maybe haven't seen consistently for 60 minutes up to that point i think that's probably very minimal in the grand scheme of things right. and yet we talked about it so long so i'm sorry that's my fault <laughs> But anyway, if uh, there's any topics that you, the listeners, find important, you can, of course, uh, reach out to us on Twitter at FPC underscore Packers. Uh, let us know uh, any of your thoughts about anything we talked about or, or any uh, Green Bay Packers or NFL thoughts. Of course, you can also follow your co-hosts individually. Jesse's at Hall underscore J Hall 1212. And I'm at Senra Says. Also want to shout out uh, PA the second, who's on Twitter at PA underscore II official. And he lets us use the song For Your Body as our intro and outro music. And also uh, want to encourage people to download the full press coverage app, which gives you access to all the great full press coverage content in one convenient place. Uh, articles, podcasts, the full press radio network, everything all in one spot on the full press coverage app, which is free to download, so download today. Jesse, any final thoughts for the listeners? Hey, it's a quick turnaround. Go Pack, though. Yeah, quick turnaround, quick episode, doubled up. I suppose we'll probably come back later on this week with a recap episode, uh, which, again, Jesse and I are hoping for a Packers victory in that uh, Thursday night game against the Titans. Let's go. Yes, and... Uh, guess we'll see if the goal is met on the next episode of the Full Press Packers Pod. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.